Welcome to the LegalSoft Podcast. On today's episode, we're joined by David Cohen. David Cohen is an experienced personal injury attorney. Hamid dives into the challenges that you face when taking on personal injury cases against large companies and businesses, including one about Disneyland. Although their last names sound the same, they are not related. If you have a personal injury firm or are curious about starting one, stick around this episode you're not going to want to miss. Don't forget to like and subscribe. LegalSoft Podcast, new episodes every week. Welcome to another episode of LegalSoft Podcast. My name is Hamid Cohen, the president of LegalSoft, and I'm glad to have our guest today, David Cohen. David, welcome to the show. Thank you, Hamid. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Wonderful. So, uh, David, you're uh, practicing personal injury in the state of California, and um, you've been very successful doing so. And I'm sure there is a certain things that uh, is special about your firm. So can you give us a little brief about your law practice, please? So I decided to get into law because I used to do audio engineering. So working on concerts, music, stuff like that. Uh, I had a contract dispute and I just sat there one day and said, let me read the contract and figure things out. So we sat there, figured it out. I'm like, oh, wait, this could happen or that could happen. So I ended up winning the contract dispute with the company and they're, they're like, you should have just gone to law school. I don't know why you're doing this. And I did. I, I one day just got up and went to law school. So the reason I say that is because I like to do everything differently. I don't like to be like the average company or the average personal injury firm. We work on all types of cases. Right now we have a case against Disneyland. Uh, we have another case against Costco. So we are always working to help the underdog uh, because I was the underdog. So I want everyone out there to know that if you're an underdog, there's always someone out there that wants to fight for you and make sure you win. And that's something I'm proud of that we want to do. And also then to know that personal injury is not just a car accident, is a variety of the average uh, person doesn't know that uh, the case with Disney or Costco that you mentioned is also personal injury. And I know that, that not every firm is equipped to deal with it because you're dealing with big organizations, a lot of power, and uh, it's difficult, so I know that a lot of firms, one, they don't know how, two, it takes too long and it's difficult, and they need to have the skill set. So uh, tell me about that situation. How did you get between those cases and what were the, some of the challenges? So it's always a challenge when you go up against one of the big boys, as I like to call them. So Costco or uh, Disneyland or any one of the big box stores. Uh, we also have something with us bank right now where my client's hand was eaten by the ATM machine. So he has nerve damage in his hands and all this stuff. So they don't want to pay, right? No insurance company doesn't want to pay. And worst of all, Costco, like Costco self insured. So they pay out whatever we agree upon. So they don't want to pay. They'll do whatever it takes not to pay. Um, and sometimes they'll force your hand and just say, you have to file. We're not scared to file. We'll file. Uh, we're we're going to go to the end of the earth for our clients. And I'm, I always make that adamantly clear at the beginning is we're there for you and we will always be there for you. And they most of my clients, if they ask for it, they have my cell phone number. So they can call me on the weekends at night. It's not just our team. They have my number directly so that they can talk to me. 
Wonderful. So for the audience, can you explain a little bit about that part of a personal injury where is a slip and fall or premise liability? I know to the attorneys, it's sort of a straightforward sort of definition of those things, for, but the average person doesn't know exactly what their rights is. It's like when you mentioned, you know, Costco or U.S. Bank and so forth, uh, they don't automatically jump into, oh, I got injured, so I have some rights. They, a lot of them think it's their own fault because they got injured, but they don't know that it's actually uh, is on the premises where this happened and they are liable for it. Right. So a lot of times you'll fall in a store or you'll fall at Disneyland or you'll fall at the Costco or get hit at Costco or something like that. Um, the big thing is that it's not your fault 99% of the time. Someone spilled water. Someone in the company at the store knew that there was water there and no one went and cleaned it up. So they have knowledge or the best is you'll request for surveillance tape and the surveillance tape shows that they all were pointing at it and no one did anything about it. But you don't know that when you fell. So you're like, oh, it was my fault. I just slipped on some water that was on the floor. But that's not true. You have you have rights and they need to maintain their property. If they're not maintaining their property, if there's no caution sign or anything like that, you have to uh, do that. So. I can bring up another example. Right now we have a case against Los Angeles, the city of Los Angeles. And an 85 year old man was crossing the street. When he was crossing the street, he didn't notice that at the light pole, there was a, there was wiring going into a junction box on the floor that was wrapped in the same color as the cement gray. So it's basically, if you, you'll trip right over it. He tripped right over it. And he didn't, he didn't even see it. I wouldn't have even seen it. So the first thing I did when we got this case is I'm like, let me go look on Google. I looked on Google and in Google perfectly, that same thing was there. But what was the difference? There was cones around it and it was marked off. Now it wasn't marked off. There was nothing near it. So he thought it was his fault because he just fell over. I'm like, it's not your fault. They even knew that it was there. They just didn't properly make it safe for people to walk. And now what happened with this poor guy, he's 85 years old. He's starting to have memory loss due to this. And he has a TBI, which is a dramatic brain injury. So now we have to deal with that. But at first his family is like, oh, we thought that he's just old and he fell. But it's, but it's not true. We were able to show that to them. And they're like, wow, we didn't know that. Right, uh, that's a that's a perfect example because I can just imagine, an eighty five year old, even if it's my own dad or somebody, I would just say, well, he should have been more careful, and he's older and, and and whatever. But you're right, there is definitely somebody liable for having something like that happen to, to the person. Those are some of the different things that people just don't know about that they have the rights, and they gotta come to the firms like yourself and explore what is they're entitled to and uh, not take it for granted that this stuff happens. Great, wonderful. So as far as your own practice, I know that you're in Southern California. Um, what are the plans? What what part of California do you cover? What areas of the practice? So can you give us some explanation on that, please? So we cover all of California right now. Uh, we started in SoCal, then we went up north. We have down south near San Diego area. We do everything. We don't focus in any particular area because I've noticed when we, everything is saturated anyway. So I love up north. I think that 
people up north have no good attorneys that are fighting for them. I myself go to Sacramento very often since I have family there and I grew up going there a lot. So I love going up there and uh, I meet my clients myself and I make sure everyone gets the love they need. But we, we are all over California and I will always meet a client if they need that extra love so they can meet me in person. Wonderful. And uh, when you mentioned about the clients like up north, um, how are you able to set up your client to be, get all the treatments that they need for their injuries? Like all the physicians, all the uh, uh, physical therapists and so forth. How do you deal with that? So we have a really big network of doctors that we work with and other services that are also needed for a personal injury case. Uh, I vet all of them. I talk to all of them before I will send anyone to them. Um, we don't just go look online and find someone that's close to them and say, hey, let's use them. I vet everyone because I want that my clients to always have the best we can get them uh, because we want them to get better. The number one goal is not only compensation, but to get them to be better and feel better and put them at the same place they were. And you also f follow up, I imagine, with these physicians to see if they need further treatments or they need to get referred to the specialist and the whole process of from injury to being completely healed and back to life. How does that process work? So once we send out a, a client to a facility to get treatment, uh, we always want to call them back. We'll call them back either the same day after treatment or they'll call us and say, hey, these are the recommendations we have. And we'll go from there. We'll decide, hey, is this the best course of treatment? We always listen to what the doctors have to say. We are not doctors. so. We don't we don't make decisions of that point, but uh, to that point, but we we see what they say and we'll go based off their recommendations to get them the best uh, care we can. Because again, they need to get better. The whole point of this is to get better, not just stay stagnant and feel the pain. Right. Uh, you said something that caught my attention about uh, incident at Disneyland because I've been there with my kids in the past and so forth. And I can, I'm always worried about this. Like there's a lot of movement going on and there must be injuries happening here because there's a lot of kids, a lot of movement. So can you tell us a little bit about what happened with the Disneyland case? So I can't go too specific yet just because it's an ongoing case. But what did happen was the client was on the, in the hotel portion of Disneyland and uh, he, I apologize, she slipped on something that shouldn't have been there at all. And the floors weren't marked properly at all. So if you weren't looking down, you wouldn't have seen this. And she wiped right out. I believe from what I remember, she has nerve damage as well in her hand and she needed to get surgery on her hand. Yeah. Yeah. It was a pretty bad. Yeah. It was pretty bad. Absolutely. And uh, I'm, I'm sure it was difficult to go after Disney for doesn't matter if they're insured or self-insured. And... Well, we're still doing it. It's going to take time, and that's something that we're okay with. So uh, we're, we were patient, and we will make our client whole. Wonderful, wonderful. So if the, uh, if the clients need uh, some uh, more assistance in above and beyond what the injury and treatments are, like I know some of the firms work with the clients on providing them some transportations on liens and uh, other kind of assistance. How does your firm helps out the client above and beyond their injuries? 
So yeah, we can send them if depending on what treatment it is, we can send them transportation to get to the facility they need to get to. Especially if you get in a car accident, you total your car and you have no way of getting a vehicle. So that's one. Or if someone gets badly injured and they just can't drive or uh, there's something wrong, we will always help them get transportation or anything else of that nature to get to their doctor's appointments and to have their everyday lives move forward. Great, great. So what are some of the plans you have for 2024? What is, what is changing? What's expanding in your practice? Sure. All right. I mean, our practice is growing every day. Uh, we just got some more awesome people added to our uh, firm. And we are expanding even more into California and the north and the south of L.A. Uh, so there's that. And hopefully we're going to go into a couple other states towards the end or middle of uh, 2024. Great. Wonderful. So, David, when you sort of uh, expanded within California and you're covering it end-to-end -end and so forth, you mentioned about going to other states, which have different kind of policies and different kind of, you know, uh, different bars and so forth. So what's your strategy on being able to go into other states and be able to provide the same kind of a services and coverage within the new estates so our goal is to always give the best service we can uh, there's a lot of people who always complain that they went with a huge huge firm and then those firms just don't even really talk to them or they keep calling and no one responds or whatever it is we don't do any of that that's off the top i don't allow that in our firm we have to give answers within 24 hours no matter what uh usually it's less but that's what ends up happening uh when we go to another state, my goal is to have a couple other attorneys with me that are barred in that state so that they can handle those cases as well as see my perspective on those cases. Sure, the laws are different in many other states, but we all work together to make sure that the cases are done properly and to the letter of the law. Uh, but we want to grow and hopefully open offices in each of those states that we want to go to and uh, have support staff there so that the clients always feel reassured that we are there. We're not just somewhere else in the sky or in the cloud. So we want to make sure that they feel comfortable and that they know that we're there for them. Wonderful. For those clients who English is their second language, uh, what sort of accommodations you have for folks who speaking Spanish or different kind of languages? So how do you accommodate those kind of clients? So 95% of my staff speak Spanish. Uh, we have Farsi speaking. We have uh, Russian, I believe. We have Portuguese. So we have many different language uh, speaking uh, staff. And if we don't, we have translators ready to go so that we can translate for them and make them whole and feel like that they're getting the experience they need. Wonderful. That's great for the clients. Absolutely. David, thanks for joining us today. I know we also share the last name. Mine is Kohan as yours is Kohan, but uh, different spellings. So thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It was a great time. Mm -hmm.